Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Greg Jameson, owner of Web Stores, creating websites that help you sell online by providing digital marketing services and online training courses, and including most recently using AI in e-commerce. Fantastic. Hey, James. Hey, Greg. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How are you doing? Great I, to I'm have doing, you here. I'm doing great. Thanks, Mark. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to talking to you today. Beautiful. Look, can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love to serve? Sure. I have been helping people sell their products and services online since the mid-1990s, pretty much the beginning of the internet. And one of the big things that I have found is that I like to work with people, entrepreneurs that are really excited about whatever it is they might be offering. If they're just out there trying to make some money or uh, they got handed a business uh, by their parents or something, Mm. those kind of people aren't that much fun. People that are excited about what it is that they're doing and how they can help other people are the kind of people that I like to work with and help. Oh, love that. So having a little bit of sort of passion behind it, that it's 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 their baby. They see what good it can do, how they're going to build it. Um, yeah, I can see why that's the kind of people that you love to sort of help and guide through this. So that kind of customer, what is it that you find sort of time and time again, you help them to sort of work through um, to be able to get them to that next level? You know, the uh, I, I actually have signed up customers that I have thought were super excited about what they were doing. And then it turns out that they've got so many irons in the fire, they just go off in some other direction and they're not really focused. Mm. Uh, A good entrepreneur is focused on really one thing. They may have multiple streams of income and all of those things that you hear about, but they're really focused on one thing. And that one thing is the thing that turns them on. Uh, in my case, obviously, it's technology. You know, I love looking at technology. I love implementing technology and helping uh, people implement technology to get what they want. So if somebody's got that passion, that fire inside of them, mm. uh, it, it starts to show pretty early on in a relationship, May, maybe even right away. It's like, hey, you know, I've got this great thing and I'm... Uh, I want to share it with the world and, and you can tell that that person's on fire. Mm. So with the right person and the right, I think, attitude and that they're looking for growth, 
Um, what is it that they struggle with? What is it the overwhelm of the opportunities out there? Um, is it the the unknown of what to do or how to do it? What is it that you help guide people through? You know, it's interesting to me that a lot of people, even in the day and age that we live in, are actually still somewhat afraid of technology. They're afraid of what if I push this button and my website disappears? Uh, you know, what if I uh, do this and I don't understand what to do next? Uh, and they get frustrated by it. And so a lot of times, uh, yeah, I actually go in there and I, I will build a website and I will build ads and I will build social media posts and blog posts mm. and all those things. But the, the real issue behind all of that is getting someone so that they're comfortable with doing it themselves. If they're going to be running their business in today's world, it's going to be online and you have to be comfortable with the technology. And that's really what I like to do is get somebody comfortable with the technology. Nice. So with with your growth and the, the changing, the constant changing landscape that you work within, what is it like as you continue to evolve and help your clients by bringing in new platforms and new technologies and new strategies? How do you stay on top and, and what is it that you love about it? It's uh, a challenge, quite honestly, to stay on top of it. When I first uh, got into the software business, I was actually co uh, creating computer-aided design software mm. back in the 1980s. And the programming languages that we were using back then, uh, quite honestly, no one really cares about that much anymore. Uh, we started getting into doing internet-related things, and we were using uh, technologies like uh, cold fusion and frames on your website, mm. uh, Java, uh, all kinds of uh, things that uh, simply no longer are relevant and um, maybe are even a detriment to having a website that way. So uh, when these new technologies come out, what I do is I take a lot of online courses myself. I read a lot. Uh, probably uh, I average about a book a week. I'm reading things on the internet all the time. I'm constantly uh, trying to uh, keep up with things. And it uh, it's not a struggle because I enjoy doing it, but it's something that you have to commit to and just saying, hey, I'm going mm. to do this. And I think it's true with any profession. You want a doctor that's up to date on the current medical. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is where it comes into being a passion for you. So you spoke about your clients having the passion. This is obviously where you come in that um, you need to stay on, on top of things, but also it sounds like you love it as well. And it's, it's fun to see what's happening next. How can we further serve our clients and bring in new, easier ways of, of working, of helping them to, to sell and increase their business? So does that mean, is it a double-edged sword? Is it like, yeah, I love this. It's amazing, but crumbs. It takes away from my personal life. It takes a lot of energy, takes so much time. Where is that balance? You know, for me, the, the balance is actually great because I, uh, one, what I do uh, in my professional life is kind of what I enjoy doing mm. uh, anyway, but uh, it's also given me 
the freedom to do th other things that I like. Uh, two big passions of mine are skiing and cycling. And because of the fact that I work online, I can kind of do those things whenever I want to. And I can work from wherever I want to kind of whenever I want to. Mm. So during the winter months, I go skiing in the middle of the week when the, there aren't a lot of crowds. I take off in the middle of the day and go on a bike ride and I can work just as well in the evening if I need to. And it's given me a lot of freedom. And I think that's one of the things that being an entrepreneur is really all about is having the freedom to do what you want, when you want and where you want. Yeah. And isn't this the very crux of what you do as a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you help other people to find that freedom. You give them the, the vehicle, the methodology to be able to bring in the revenue so that they can have whatever freedom because freedom means a lot to things to different people time money ability focus so by allowing other people to find their freedoms through the medium of being able to sell online you have been able to sort of fuel yourself and your family to be able to have your have the freedom that you know that you want and need absolutely i think that if you are you know, freedom is what uh, being an entrepreneur is all about, in my opinion. And uh, that's one of the things that I think really helps drive the passion for other people is it, if you're just creating a job for yourself, then you may as well just go have a job. <laughs> yeah. So look, you've been in the game for, for a long time now. You've seen so many ups and downs on this entrepreneurial roller coaster. But we say that, yeah, to be an entrepreneur, you want that freedom. We're looking for this. But it doesn't come overnight. There is, oh, my gosh, there is, we want the freedom. We want you know, the, the time freedom, the ability to do what we want. But to build a business, it takes, it takes effort. It takes energy. It takes the resources. So it is a journey to get there. So what was it like for you as you went through this journey of maybe some doubts, maybe wanted to give up and quit or maybe whatever it was, because we've all had these times. What was it for you? And how did you sort of work through that? You know, I had a business partner for a while and we always used to joke about the, uh, the tarot out there of, well, I could just go get a job for somebody else type thing. And mm. maybe it would be easier because yeah, being an entrepreneur, you know, it's constant ups and downs uh, until you get established you don't know where your next paycheck is going to come from. Mm. And it does take a long time to grow a business and to become an authority. There are some people that appear to be overnight successes and you can go out there and say, you know, this person went viral and all of a sudden they had uh, th this great business or whatever. Mm. The average entrepreneur, it's going to take years to start building that authority. And that is something that's absolutely critical, regardless of what product or service you're selling. Uh, so it, it does take some time to get established. And I think that, you know, when a lot of times when you see these people, it's like, oh, that's an overnight success that was 10 or 15 years in the making. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What you, and this is what this show is all about. It's the Unforget Yourself podcast, going behind the scenes of businesses. And it's, what everyone shows on Instagram, what everyone wants to portray to the world isn't what's normally what's going on. There's an air of it. So we want to continue to share the story about, you know, 
what is truly like, as you said, the overnight success that takes 20 years to get there. It, it's so true. So with this journey, with these, these struggles and ups and downs, what do you find now, even with your experience, that you'll come up against these, whether it's the next level challenge for you personally as an entrepreneur, what is it for you personally? You know, the fact is, is as we talked about, technology is changing all the time. And obviously one of the things that uh, you and I had talked about previously was artificial intelligence and how it's changing on a daily basis. You, you have these kinds of outside influences that come into your business all the time. And, uh, you know, in the case of technology right now, certainly it's AI, but regardless of what business you're in, there's going to be these outside influences. All of a sudden you've got mm. this uh, young competitor that's doing something differently than you are and is gaining all kinds of attention. And you have yeah. to go out there and somehow respond to that uh, in order to, keep being relevant year after year. Yeah. So that, the way you put that, the outside influence, we as, as business owners, we know what we can control. I mean, oh my gosh, we try and control the uncontrollable. So you've had to embrace this with the very business that you're in. You can't hide away or, or ignore it. It's, hey, this is happening. Hold on to your hats. We are going in this direction. How has it been for you to to release that that need, that control and embrace the changes? You know, I think that the the thing that you have to be really careful of too is you, you need to embrace those changes. You know, if you do have these outside influences, you need to figure out how you can adapt to that. But at the same time, you have to be constantly aware of shiny object, object syndrome and is this uh, influence or this new business, this person, uh, really mm. offering something that's going to withstand the test of time or is in a, a year's time frame that's like, I wish I had just ignored that and uh, stuck to this narrow uh, path that I was looking at because that's where I've been successful. So I yeah. think that you, you have to you have to look at where your industry is going, where your competitors are going, but the, the single biggest thing, you know, I think Jeff Bezos kind of said it best about Amazon is that we focus on our customers. If you focus on your customers, that hides a whole bunch of other mistakes. You know, you, you don't focus on your competitors. Don't focus on where uh, this shiny object's going or whatever. Focus on your customers and you're probably going to be fine in the long run. Yeah. What, what do they need? What are they screaming for? How can you best, with your unique set of skills, experience, understanding, best serve them? Um, now, that's, that's, that's all going well. That's very logical advice there. But it, it's tough when human beings, we get emotional and pulled in all these different directions. How do you sort of distinguish between shiny objects and this is something I need to pay attention to? What's, how do you have that discernment? I honestly don't know if there's a single answer to that. There are, you know, there's lots of things that happen in the tech world. Like uh, recently there was all this talk about web 3.0 and uh, NFTs and so forth and how mm. that's going to affect businesses. And it's, 
pretty easy to get wrapped up in something like that. But you have to, again, kind of look at your customer and say, is this something that one, they're going to understand? And two, is it really going to impact their life uh, right now? And if it's mm. not, then you kind of say, okay, uh, I'm going to keep my eye out on it over here, but I'm going to stay focused on what the customer really wants right now. And mm. if these other influences are then starting to make a big difference in people's lives, then you uh, figure out how you can wrap that into whatever your current offerings are. Yeah, nice. So back to good old Jeff. What what is his advice meant for you right now? What what are your customers screaming for? Where is your focus to them, and how are you best evolving your business to serve what what they say that they want? Most people that have online stores uh, want. This is kind of a little bit longer answer here, but one, they, uh, because of the pandemic, they actually started doing much better. Uh, everybody started buying things online. But then when people were kind of like over the pandemic and like, all right, the, you know, life is getting back to normal, uh, people found their online sales slipping, not back to where they were pre-pandemic levels, but still slipping from where they mm. were in the pandemic. And now they're like, okay, how can I generate more sales? And th that seems to always be the biggest thing with my customers since they're selling things online is how can I generate more of this? And I want to do it in such a way that people are coming to me because I'm an authority, because I am offering this uh, great product or service. I don't want to go out there and sound like a used car salesman. I want to just have people recognize the fact that I've got the best widget out there and uh, therefore you should come looking for me. Isn't that what everyone wants to be able to have, have the, the leads, the prospects, everyone just searching for, for your expertise because, Oh, no one likes to do well. Not many entrepreneurs love the sales, the, the, the thrill of the chase, the getting people across the line. It's, it's it's tough it's it's tough to put ourselves out there and be be seen be visual what was it like for you as as you overcame this to to be to be seen and you know it's you're right that's what everybody wants they don't want to be this pushy salesman but at the same time to really get recognized as an authority in your particular field and have people come to you you have to put yourself out there, which means that you have to be on podcasts. You have to write a bunch of books. Uh, you have to uh, be somebody that is putting out a blog post uh, on a consistent basis. You have to be uh, doing webinars. You have to be launching your products and getting out there. And when you do that, quite honestly, it can be scary. You're like, I wonder if if this is the right time. I wonder if how people are going to respond to me. I wonder if I'm good enough. You know, in the industry, the term is imposter syndrome. And it, it's a challenge to put yourself out there and see what happens. I know when I put my first book out there, I was excited. But at the same time, I was just like, 
oh man i wonder what people are going to think <laughs> yeah nice so with that what you just said there is it's beautiful it's it's what we all think and hear yeah i have to do all these i have to do webinars i have to do books I have to do this and then you get the worries and things i think it's a direct correlation that's what we found with with the coaching that we do with entrepreneurs all these i have to's and all these worries they kind of marry up so i'm going to challenge you on this and ask you you know openly what what do you get to do which of those do you love to do and which of the ones bring the most success for you personally i love to teach mm -hmm. uh, when i do online courses my students always uh, are able to accomplish whatever the goal of that course is and I love seeing them go from point A to point B and, and really helping them get there. Mm. So almost everything that I put out there, including my blog posts, including my books and so forth, are things that are meant to be helping somebody uh, get from point A to point B, because that's mm. that's what I like to help people do. But, and with this ecosystem, what's what's the one thing? If we could, if we narrow down today and said, okay, this is the this is the one avenue that you use, what would you choose that lights you up that you enjoy doing? I write a blog post every week. I have for over twelve years, and I love writing. Uh, by writing blog posts every week, it gives me the content for my books. It gives me the content for my courses. Mm. So the whole process of researching a topic and then coming up with a new and unique spin on it so that I can have an article that is really going to impact people. That's what I like to do. I like to write. Fantastic. Love that. Look, Greg, thank you so much for taking us behind the scenes with not only what you do and how you help your clients, but what it's like for you as you navigate this landscape. It's been fascinating. So thank you so much for joining us today. You're quite welcome. I enjoyed being here. Thank you very much. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? The I'm pretty easy to find. The best place is to just go to webstoresltd.com. And that's my primary website. But you can just kind of search for either Webstores Limited or Greg Jameson on the internet. And I'm pretty easy to find. There we are. Everyone, if you're curious, we're like, hell yes, I need help here. Go check it out. But Greg, thank you so much again for sharing and being with us today. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.